0: Two scripture passages this morning, Isaiah chapter 9 and Luke chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 2 through 7 and Luke chapter 1 verses 46 through 45, uh, 55 and that of course is Mary's song. And uh, before we read, uh, let's, let's pray. Precious God, we thank you for this day. A day where we can celebrate your coming. A day where we can remember the most important gift of all, yourself, that you came in human form, in the flesh, to be born of a woman, to be wrapped in clothes, a cloth diaper, to be laid in a feed trough, you humbled yourself and gave up the throne room of heaven so that you might become one of us. We celebrate that today. All of the songs we sing, all of the stories we tell, they are true because of you. And so may you receive the honor, the glory, and the praise. And may your spirit, which is moving in us and among us and around us, may your spirit open that truth up to us, we pray. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness, a light is dawned. from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And then Luke chapter 1. Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. forever, just as he promised our ancestors. This is the word of the Lord. There's something fascinating taking hold of our society, of our culture at this moment. And if you uh, have been paying any attention to the, uh, the movies that have come out, you have noted that last week, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of an uptick of COVID cases, a movie set box office records. Spider-Man's No Way Home grossed more money than almost all of the movies before it. The storyline of Spider-Man No Way Home explores something that has grabbed our cultural imagination, the, store of the, the idea of a multiverse. For those of us who aren't uh, as knowing or don't uh, don't know these stories as well, a multiverse imagines that the universe or the world that you and I live in and know is only one of many worlds or timelines that are taking place right now. And so this movie explores this idea. And of course this idea, this notion of multi-universes, of multi-timelines has been true for all kinds of years. But what's fascinating is that recently there have been videos on social media that have talked about how real live people have jumped timelines. No joke. If you would go home and Google this or look it up right now on your phone, you'll see that there are all kinds of viral TikTok videos that tell uh, walk users through how you can jump from one timeline to another. The idea, of course, being that if we don't like our life now, if we don't like the universe we're in now, with enough positive energy, with enough idealism and with the right steps, we can jump To something that's a little better, to a timeline that's a little more enjoyable, one that's going a little bit better for you. And there are testimonies that you can find across the internet of how to do this and what a difference it's made. Now, I'm going to guess that 99.9% of us here this morning are thinking that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. There are not parallel universes. There is not a multiverse. You cannot take a cold shower or a hot shower, suddenly turn it cold, think positively, and jump timelines. But it is worth asking ourselves, as Christians living in this moment, what is it about this idea of there being another me with a better timeline and a better life in some other universe that is so attractive? What is it about our cultural moment that is so desperate for a bigger story to be true that we can be part of? Of course, you and I as Christians know the reason for that. We know the yearning and the longing behind that. That there is something in every human soul that desires to have and be part of something that is bigger than themselves. That the universe we inhabit matters in the big scheme of things. And if the life we're living right now feels so small, and so worthless, and seems to matter so little. Isn't there something in us that wants to say, couldn't it be more if somehow I could jump timelines and the multiverse was real? We started a look at the story of God way back the week after Labor Day. And we began with creation. We began by looking at how God made the world very good. And we have been walking through the very stories of the Bible. And of course, over the course of 16 or 17 weeks, of course, you cannot cover 39 books of the Bible in just 16 sermons, right? We We've had to pick or choo- pick and choose a little bit about the stories we have zeroed in on, and yet hopefully, one of the things that we have noticed in all of these different images, in all of these different stories is that there is a single story in all of them. There is a single thread in each and every one of them. And that is that God is present. God is faithful. God is committed to a world he made. And in that way, he is blessing it. And he calls calls his people to do the same. Now, there's something sad about our cultural moment and someone trying so desperately to jump timelines in order to find one where they can be the star. Think about that for a moment. If someone is experiencing their life as so small, so insignificant, that their life really in the grand scheme of things means nothing. Because after all, if we are going to every moment of every day try to make ourselves the star, The star of our Instagram feed, the star of our social media posts, the star of every Christmas gathering to go to. We've got to tell the funniest jokes. We have to have the best stories. We have to bring the best meal because we need to be the star of the show. If that is what we are striving for, we know we will constantly be left feeling like we have somehow failed to do what we have set out to do because we cannot consistently be the center of attention. And in all of these stories, God says, these stories are about me and about my glory. And that doesn't mean you are less significant. It does not mean that you matter less. In fact, it's the opposite. It means that we matter more. It means that our value and our meaning is about pointing to the God who created us and saved us. But there's something else that our hearts long for, and it's this notion that there is always another layer to what's happening. Right? We get this. Right? We, we have this longing that in the moment, what we're doing makes a difference for the here and the now, but also on a cosmic scope that somehow our worship service this morning is part of contributing to the saints and the angels bowing down in worship. And the series that we have been doing also gets us to realize and reflect on the truth of that in God's word too. That every story has a second layer underneath it. For those of us who've read the Jesus Storybook Bible, we know this phrase. It's that every story whispers his name. Every story in the Old Testament and the New Testament is about Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the true tree of life. Jesus is the true water of life who saves us and makes us clean. Jesus is the true tower, not of God building us up to God, but of making us available and God coming down, of bringing us into the very presence of God. It is through Jesus that we are truly blessed. It is Jesus who is the ram of salvation, the true sacrifice who provides a way. It is in the death of Jesus where the forces of evil intended all of darkness to win, where you and I were given salvation. It is Jesus who takes off our sandals so that we can stand on holy ground in the presence of God himself and pour ourselves out in prayer, not with fear and trembling, but with boldness. It is Jesus who points out that all of the forces of darkness are worthless and can be snapped to defeat by the coming warrior, Jesus. It is Jesus, the tent, who dwells among us. As John 1 said, Jesus tabernacled, literally built, put his tent up in our presence so that he could perfectly follow the way of God so that we could be made holy. Every one of these stories that we have done has been about Jesus. That Jesus is the true king that our hearts have longed for. That Jesus is the true one who makes our hearts whole. That Jesus is the one who takes our cracked skin, our cracked hearts, and he, through his grace and his mercy, makes us whole again. It is Jesus who, like the one who climbs down on the mat, descends into our presence. The beautiful reality of our cultural moment is that in many ways, people are open to the very truth of which you and I hold most firmly. That everything, that our lives, that everything that we are a part of is about bringing glory to God and about Him making good in our lives the working out of His purposes. That Jesus Christ, who emptied himself, who left the throne room of God, who comes in the flesh to dwell among us. Every story is about him. And he, when speaking to us, calls us his friends. He says, you are no longer those who do not know what I am up to, but you are my friends, for you know the very thing that I am doing. And now I send you. Tomorrow we will in many ways reflect on this just a little bit more. What it means to put this into practice into the new year. But on this day, a day where we remember that God himself comes in human form to wear a diaper and lie in a feeding trough. Where we worship the Son of God the second person of the Trinity who became one of us, we remember that all praise, honor, and glory is due him because every story is about Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus. We thank you that every story is about him. We thank you that our lives point to him too that we do not need to try to be the star of the, uh, star of the show, but you are, O oh God. That you are the one who is due all of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise. And yet even though you are God, you stoop to us and you became one of us. And in the sacrament of the bread and the cup, you remind us of how you desire to make yourself known to us. That you are present with us. That even more real than our eating of the bread and drinking of the cup is your presence. Even more real than the eating of the bread and the drinking of the cup is your salvation of our souls and of our lives. Even more real than the things that we hold, the things that we smell, even the things that we taste or touch, even more real than that is your presence as Emmanuel, God with us. And so may you move in our hearts to receive the gift of yourself and may your spirit awaken us to all of those places where you are alive and at work. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior, and for his sake. Amen.